Good morning, early birds. Thank you for joining us for The Worm, a podcast from Yellowstone Public Radio News. I'm your host, Orlinda Worthington. Today is Friday, March 1st. Ahead today on The Worm, a legal precedent from 1999 protects abortion rights in Montana. Bozeman reaches a separation agreement with a city manager and toxic waste from e-cigarettes contaminating our water and soil. A district court judge has struck down three anti-abortion laws passed by the Montana legislature in 2021. Montana Public Radio's Shaley Rager reports the state plans to appeal. Yellowstone County District Court Judge Kurt Kruger ruled that the regulations would impose severe burdens on abortion access without good reason. A legal precedent from 1999 found that abortion is protected by Montana's constitutional right to privacy and that the state cannot interfere in private medical decisions without a compelling interest. The Montana Supreme Court reaffirmed that precedent in a ruling last spring. The 2021 laws would have banned abortion at 20 weeks, banned doctors from prescribing medication abortions via telehealth, and would have required doctors to offer an ultrasound before an abortion. Under the court's order, the laws cannot be enforced. However, a spokesperson for Attorney General Austin Knudsen said the state plans to appeal the ruling to the Montana Supreme Court. There are several more anti-abortion laws facing court challenges, including half a dozen from the 2023 legislative session. All anti-abortion restrictions, except for one requiring parental notification for patients 15 or younger, have been blocked in court while the lawsuits play out. In Helena, I'm Shaylee Riker. Bozeman City Commission will vote March 5th on a proposed severance agreement with City Manager Jeff Mihalik. Mihalik has been on paid administrative leave since February 1st after a leaked video of a private conversation with a city employee in which he maligned Mayor Terry Cunningham, Deputy Mayor Joey Morrison, and city residents went viral. The severance agreement would include eight months of salary and eight months of retirement, calculated at 18% of the monthly salary. Mihalik's employment contract states that termination results in a payout of 12 months' salary and 12 months of retirement. The proposed agreement reduces the severance to eight months and ensures the commission will not file an ethics complaint. If approved, Mihalik's last day will be March 5th. Residents can attend the commission meeting on Tuesday at 6 p.m. at City Hall or virtually. Public comments can be submitted online. Investigations into methamphetamine traffickers who attempted to set up base in Livingston have resulted in federal drug convictions. In a press conference Wednesday, U.S. Attorney Jesse Laslovich, along with Park County Law Enforcement and the Missouri River Drug Task Force, discussed the dismantling of a drug ring that brought large quantities of meth from Idaho to Livingston for redistribution in Park and Gallatin counties and elsewhere. These cases show that our office will pursue drug traffickers without fear or hesitation. We'll pursue them wherever they are, no matter how big the community. The success of this collaborative enforcement action would not have been possible without the dedication, cooperation, and the hard work of all of our law enforcement partners to hold offenders accountable and to keep Montanans safe. While two men have been convicted in the case, Laslovich says several other people are facing charges. State utility regulators will be elected this fall from districts redrawn by the 2023 legislature. A district court judge Thursday ruled the map will stay in place amidst an ongoing legal challenge over its fairness. Montana Public Radio's Ellis Julin has more. Montana's public service commissioners are elected from five districts across the state. The 2023 legislature redrew those districts last spring to better align with the state's changing population. 
But the new boundaries were challenged by a group who said the map heavily favored Republicans who currently control all five seats. The groups requested a ruling that would return districts to the previous map drawn by federal court in 2003 while the case plays out. Lewis and Clark County District Court Judge Christopher Abbott has denied the group's request to temporarily block the new map ahead of the 2024 election. Abbott wrote he expects the plaintiffs are likely to succeed on their claims. He also wrote that it's the authority of the legislature to draw the map and the court should only step in as a last resort. Abbott says he will fast-track the case to come to a decision before the 2025 legislative session starts next January. In Missoula, I'm Ellis Julin. A state educational panel Thursday finalized contracts with 19 new public charter schools set to open in cities across Montana. The move means most of the schools will be able to enroll students and begin instruction this fall. State lawmakers last year approved the creation of the charters, which are tied to existing school districts and must follow all state education policies. Administrators pitch the schools as offering new education models for students. Those include arts-focused instruction, career training, online-only learning, and more. A separate law proposing a publicly funded system of charter schools that would not have to follow some education rules remains tied up in court. The decades-long decline in cigarette smoking means fewer butts littering sidewalks, parks, and roadways, but increasing electronic cigarette use has driven the waste underground, literally. Yellowstone Public Radio Sarah Brown reports on a new initiative to keep e-cigarettes out of Gallatin County landfills. About 26 percent of youth and 6 percent of adults in Montana vape. That's according to the State Department of Health. Health effects aside, disposable e-cigarettes create toxic plastic waste that ends up in landfills. A new e-cigarette disposal program by the Gallatin City-County Health Department and its solid waste management aims to reduce the number of e-cigarettes in landfills. E-cigarettes contain lithium-ion batteries and electronic parts, meaning lithium, nickel, and cadmium could seep into the soil and water. Pod-based e-cigarettes use single-use plastic cartridges thought to disrupt hormones. In both, residual nicotine can contaminate soil and water. Used e-cigarettes can be dropped at the Bozeman Convenience Site for free Tuesday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. In Billings, I'm Sarah Brown. A $40 million gift will help Yellowstone National Park address its critical need for more employee housing. That's according to an announcement Thursday from the National Park Foundation. Montana Public Radio's Nick Mott has more. Yellowstone employs about 780 people to keep the park running as it faces record visitation numbers. More than 2,500 additional seasonal employees come in as contractors when tourism hits full swing. But cost of living in gateway communities has skyrocketed and demand for vacation rentals has dried up local housing supply around the park. Will Shafroth, CEO of the NPF, said the need is acute in Yellowstone, but the housing crisis affects national parks across the country. These are amazing places and these people are public servants and, you know, frankly, in my opinion, they deserve a great place to come home to and call home. That's just becoming less and less the case. According to a park report, half of Yellowstone employees make less than $64,000 a year. But homes in gateway towns like Gardner and West Yellowstone cost about double the national average. The park has identified improving existing housing and adding more supply as a major need as demand for recruiting and retaining employees is higher than ever. The $40 million gift from NPF will enable the park to build more than 70 new units for employee housing. I'm Nick Mott, Montana Public Radio. 
that is The Worm for Friday. Enjoy your weekend, and we will have another episode of The Worm for you early birds on Monday. The Worm is a production of Yellowstone Public Radio. Theme music composed and recorded by Zach Jones at Rapscallion Recording. Metal Art Call captured by Jay McGowan for the Macaulay Library. More information about The Worm is available at ypradio.org.